Welcome to Unscripted, your weekly podcast featuring Kirby Hossman and Bill Petrie, where they talk about all things promotional, marketing, and branding. As always, it's brought to you by Promo Corners Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome again to Unscripted, and thanks to the miracle of the dual line Comrex. I am Bill Petrie, and across the nation in Coshocton, Ohio, is my good friend Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how are you? I'm fantastic, buddy. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, and before we get rolling into our topics today, yeah. I just wanted to make sure everybody realized we do have a sponsor. So, very exciting. Uh, as very exciting. So, uh, as it was last week, the sponsor of the Unscripted Podcast is Bay State Specialty Company. And, you know, Kirby, I know I don't have to tell you about Bay State, but there might be a couple listeners out there who aren't familiar with the good people at Bay State. And for those of you who don't know, Bay State provides a completely innovative line of healthcare, houseware, desk, and office promotional products. So, if that's something you're looking for, or perhaps your clients are looking for, Go ahead and hit that internet, do a Google search, baystate.com today. Absolutely. Good good folks over there at Bay State. Very good people. So, Kirby, do you have a topic? Do you want to start us off, or do you want me to go ahead and roll? Uh, you know, I'll start. I'll start. Okay, uh, good. Just, just because this is, again, this is, um, you know, as we have said uh, a couple different times, and you've been so bold about sharing things going on in your life um, with uh health stuff with the family and whatnot, just thought I'd share, like, right? Um, so one of the things going on in my life is I'm doing some dual roles at the office. So uh, I think a lot of people have probably been through this um, before in the sense that you lose an employee, an important member of the team. And so uh, like it is with a lot of small companies, we, uh, we jump in, right? And so all of a sudden here at the office, I'm a chief podcast officer, chief customer service representative, and later on, I'm sure I need to run the sweeper. So uh, that's, that's what's going on here. So you you have a I would say an employee issue, but you had somebody leave your organization. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. So um, and again, like I say, this is a, this person was a good employee for a couple of years, and um, we had a I guess you know probably I guess a bigger disagreement than I thought um, about. Uh, uh, pay stuff, and so it uh, it went a little sideways, and and she left, and I wish her the best, but it's uh, throwing well, a little monkey wrench into my plans. I, I bet it does, but you know those things are challenging, and it, it, this is going to be probably a much uh, probably a way too oversimplistic view of things, but it's the it, the employer employee relationship is is on some level some people before I get nasty grams in my email box. <laughs> But on some level, it's almost like a parent-child relationship in, in terms of it's the parent's job to set the rules. And I'm a believer that it's the child's job to push the envelope and ask for more, more, more. Sure. And I, I think that's you know that's where I think there's a lot of similarities with the employer-employee relationship. You have a budget you need to hit as sure. the employer and the certainly owner of Hossman Marketing and Communications. And so you have a, a you know, certain, and those are tied to sales figures and other things like that. Um, and of course, it's her; she has every right yeah. to ask for more compensation. Yeah. 
and you have every right to either grant or deny that request. And it's a shame. It's a shame that uh, you know, for whatever reason, and uh, you don't need to get into it. But you were not in a position to to grant that request, and uh, that person chose to. uh, leave. Yeah, yeah, pretty. It was, um, and and so now you and you know how it is. Is not only are you looking to fill, you know, that role, um, which mm-hmm. is what I'm doing um, here, literally as we speak, but also, you know, it's like, okay, so what's the next step in hiring the new person? So, you know, part of me wants to rush in and go, okay, I want to get somebody in this role as fast as humanly possible, but. As you know, we need to take the time to make sure it's the right person and the right culture and all that sort of thing. So it's 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 an interesting balance just today. You know, it, it is, and I'm a believer in slow to hire, quick to fire, mm. um, especially when it's not a good cultural fit. Yeah. So you know, and and I know you know I've talked about this before. I don't think we've talked about it on a podcast, but. Our good mutual friends, Jason Lukash and Mike Simzak, the, the two uh, gentlemen who own Oregadio, would absolutely uh, agree with this. You have to hire for culture because just about every other uh, – every, everything else is teachable. It's yeah. trainable. You know, I always – in my career when I've trained salespeople or, or hired salespeople, I can, hire, I can train someone to prospect, to cold call – to follow up, to present, to sell. I can, we can teach all of those things, but I can't teach someone to care. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't, I can't teach someone to fit in with a, a group that is already existing. And so I know it's going to be a challenge, but I, I hope you resist the urge to just hire the first warm body that walks in the door that you think can do the job because it's, it's much more than that. It's that cultural aspect that man, if it doesn't fit, it becomes this cancerous mm, uh, tumor yeah. that has to be extracted from your organization. That can be exquisitely painful. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, the good news is, I think we've got a really good and strong team the rest of the way around. So this is a super important position, and and uh, I'm confident we'll get it going. It's just a matter of, you know, I, I think I you know pretty well that I I'm not a person who shies away from work, and so you know just. It, it'll it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But it is one of those where getting up a, an hour or two earlier is there's just not enough coffee. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I you know, and, and this is probably going to shock some people. I've never had coffee in my life, oh, so I wouldn't. I know. <laughs> look, if people who know me, you don't want to see what I look like on coffee. I don't think anybody <laughs> wants ready for that. So, but yeah, get some coffee. Uh, I know you've already posted the uh, the job. I saw it yep. on uh, on Facebook. Yep. Uh, they, the Facebook. The Facebook, yes. the Facebook. So you'll you'll hire someone. Absolutely. So sorry you're doing the quadruple role, but that is the life you've chosen. So That's exactly right. That's on me. So suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> I love it. All right, man. What what do you got? So tomorrow, uh, and, and by the time this comes out, so let me let me backtrack. So we're recording this on Tuesday the sixth. So tomorrow's the seventh, and Apple is going to reveal their new iPhone, the iPhone seven. And so this this podcast will be posted on Friday. So two days ago, Apple will have uh, revealed the new iPhone, and it's widely 
reported. I don't think it's even a speculation at this point. It's widely reported that it will not have a standard three and a half millimeter jack for headphones. So that is going to impact a lot of people. Now, from the little bit of research that I've done, Apple's doing this for a couple reasons. The main one is it's going to allow the uh, a little higher degree of integrity in terms of making sure that uh, moisture and water doesn't get into the iPhone. So it may make it a bit waterproof. Again, okay. we'll have to see what the specs are. But this impacts a lot of people yeah. who travel with headphones. <laughs> and if I want to drill it down a little more, it really impacts our industry. If yeah. you think of the largest selling promotional products outside of apparel and things like that, it's really electronics. And one of the go-tos is headphones yeah. and earbuds. So are we does this mean, Kirby, we can actually finally get high quality Bluetooth earphones and earbuds in our industry? <laughs> well, I hope so. I you know it's 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 interesting. I what I like about this is that you know to a degree, right? I mean, I'm sure the partners at the folks who are Apple partners and maybe they have a little bit of a head start on this. But for the most part, I'd say, you know, our industry will be finding out about this at the same time as the rest of the world. And so, you know, we have the opportunity to, as, a, as an industry, jump on board and try to get ahead of this thing. I mean, and the, the other good news is we already have technology for Bluetooth and all that stuff. There's a lot of people doing some pretty cool Bluetooth headphones out there. So there are, but yeah. the challenge is they're, 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 I wouldn't say cost prohibitive, but cost is certainly a factor. Sure. I mean, the, the, you know, the, the, uh, the higher value or the higher quality Bluetooth, those are expensive. And our, distributor is going to be able to find clients who have the stomach for that mm-hmm. because it's not going to be as simple as I'm selling you a $3 set of, of earbuds yeah. in a, in, with a retractable cord. So it's going to really change a lot on that. Yeah, I think I think so, but I, I think just like a lot of things, though, it's 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 one of those things that's going to be an evolution. The client is, it, you know, a lot of times when it comes to tech, when it comes to fashion, when it comes to name brands, the client drives that. To a degree, right? If they're agree. coming to no, you and saying, "Hey, I want this," well, they know that it's not going to be a three dollar item. Um, and if they, you know, those of us hopefully who are doing a good job of educating consumers, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've had people who come to me and say, "Hey, I want a Nike golf shirt and I want it for fifteen bucks." And uh, right. and you know, hopefully, all of us are saying, "Yeah, well, tough." Yeah, um, too bad. Yeah, it's, that's just not the way it works. And so, you know, part of that's just us educating the the, the public on. Reality. Yeah, agreed. It'll be what'll be really interesting to me is if Apple includes some sort of adapter that goes right into the lightning port where, where you would charge your iPhone. If they're going to include the adapter, which makes the switch a lot less pain painful. Yeah. Or if it's something, yeah, you can buy it for nine or ten bucks, twenty bucks, or whatever the going rate would be. So I'm very curious to see this. Uh, you know, it seems like uh, as as Apple rolls out a new iPhone every year, so it's getting less and less of a big deal. Right. So this is the only thing it's a big deal because why you're taking away my my lightning my my uh, three and a half millimeter jack. So yeah. it's very interesting. Well, very I interesting. Tell you, it's funny you say that about it not being that big of a deal because I was literally having this conversation with my wife yesterday. We're driving and she's like, "Hey, have they announced the new iPhone yet?" And I'm like, "No," because you know my wife's not historically like this captain technology. I need to be on the front edge of this sort of thing, and so. 
Um, I said, I haven't heard anything. And she said, well, I don't really care about the new thing, but I'm hoping that the, you know, the, the iPhone six decreases in price. That's the only reason I care. <laughs> and so, well, yeah, don't they drop it by five, uh, you know, or 99 bucks? Yeah. Or whatever. You know, it seems like every older generation. Yeah. And my kids are already saying, I want a phone upgrade. I want a phone upgrade. <laughs> well, I just think it's funny because she's not worried about the new phone because of the new features. She's worried right. about the new phone coming out so she can save some money. Right. Well, here you go. What do you got, Kirby? Uh, so, okay, this is totally off topic. Um, so bear with me for a second, but that's why it's unscripted, right? So I don't know if this is a thing in Tennessee, in Nashville, whatever. Um, so in Coshocton, in Ohio, whatever, um, you know, as the sports season rolls around, um, you'll start to see kids, um, high school kids, who are standing in front of stores um, like the Salvation Army, for lack of a better term, kind of ringing the bell, trying to raise money for their their sport. Um, right. And okay, so that you've seen something like that. We we have those in Tennessee as well. We are not that close to uh, you know Hillbilly Central, but yes, Kirby, we we've seen that too. <laughs> well, um, one of the things here in my community is on our main street. They actually you can get with the city and they can. They put like this little toll road, quote unquote, I'm holding up quotation marks that you can't see. But, no, I can't. <laughs> but like this, these teams will stand out there with like a little bucket. And, you know, if you're driving down Main Street, you feel some level of obligation uh, to give them a quarter or a dollar or whatever. When did this become a thing? Why, when did this become okay? Like it's legal begging and, <laughs> and yeah, it drives I- me crazy. Well, I think it started, I know when we were kids or I was a kid, you know, every once in a while I'd get, you know, the good people at Eminem Mars make some fabulous chocolates. But, and, and, and so the retail version's in a bag, right? Okay. And then they take the half broken M&Ms, throw those into a box, and those would become the fundraiser candies. Okay. And so you remember you saw a box of M&Ms for like two bucks or something like that. You might go door to door. And so it's just built on that. Now here, what's very interesting is every everybody, all the you know football players or the band boosters or whatever it is, the lacrosse team or whatever. Um, actually, I think we had somebody come by the other day and they were playing Quidditch. <laughs> which I would like someone to explain to me how one takes a fictional game in a fictional movie Where and decides we can put a team around that. But anyway, <laughs> um, but what they do here is it's always a coupon book. And it's a cute, it's like, you know, it's, I think the going rate for that is like 20 buck. Okay. And, uh, but it's the same coupons to the same crappy restaurants and the same tater tots at the same Sonic. Yeah. But, and to me, I'll buy the first one. Yeah, I'll sure. buy the first one, and then I'm done. Yeah. And I have no problem saying sorry because nobody's original. Um, so I, you know, I think as unfortunately, if we're getting to your question, the real answer is because school budgets are so strapped, yeah. um, they've well, taken any sort of athletic budget and slashed that unless you're playing football. And even then, they, they you know, you're going to have to have some sort of uh, apparent funding of that. There's no arts anymore supported in school, and that's a completely another rant that I would go on for our, the entire unscripted about how stupid and wrong that is. Yeah. But you know, these kids have to find a way to um, support the uh, the non-traditional sports. 
Yeah, so I, I get it, right? I actually, so, so let me be clear. Um, I have zero problem with fundraisers. I actually think in a lot of ways that teaches kids to go out and hustle up sure. things. My issue is just standing there panhandling. Like I actually am totally cool. If you're going to run a car wash, I'm in. If you're going to sell a coupon book, I'm in. You're providing some level of value and you have to go do something to get it. Zero problem right. with any of that. As a matter of fact, I actually think it's probably something that all kids should have to go through. That that doesn't bother me at all. The uh -huh. idea that you stand there and just, you know, hold out a bucket and say please give me money cuz, you know, I'm standing here. Um that is the thing that drives me crazy. It's, again, it's legalized begging, and I'm not sure the difference between that and the thing that we often find vile along the side of city streets, right? It, it, like what's – we're teaching a very strange lesson to our youth when I, we say I, that's okay. I, I, I agree. I don't have – like I said, I, and to, to piggyback on what you said, I have no problem some – a kid coming to my front door because it takes a certain set of onions yeah. to do that at a yeah. certain age and say, I'd like you, I'm asking you to support the local Franklin swim team or whatever, the Quidditch team, which I'm <laughs> never supporting a Quidditch team, folks. Seriously. I'm sorry. I don't care how much you love Harry Potter. No well, dice on if, the Quidditch. If you're on the Quidditch team, can't you just summon some gold? Well, can't you just pretend you've won? I mean, how, how did – anyway. So – but I have no problem if someone comes to my door. What I have a problem with because what happens here is um, the local grocery store, which happens to be Kroger. I, t I tend to go to Kroger. They're right outside the front door, and I feel accosted. Yeah. It's like, man, I'm just trying to get a jar of mayonnaise because that's <laughs> – when I go to the store, I always get a jar of mayonnaise. That's all I get. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get my daily jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> I don't want to feel like I have to buy Girl Scout cookies uh, or I have to donate to the Salvation Army. Not that any of those are bad causes. It's just now I feel like you're infringing on my day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my topic. What's What do you got next, bro? Okay. So we are – and that was a good one, Kirby. I actually really liked that one. So trade show – season is coming you know the fall trade shows are coming up again and as we're gearing up for expo in 2017 i had an interesting thought well at least i think it's interesting so i guess you'll we'll you that. and the yeah you and the audience will be uh, the judge of that but when when especially suppliers they go from trade show to trade show to trade show trade show food how does one avoid eating a greasy hamburger every day or a boxed lunch every day? So when you're at a trade show, from a distributor perspective, Kirby, mm. I'm going to ask you, what is your go-to trade show food? So what does your day look like? when you let's, let's just do it this way. So you attend Expo in Vegas, and there are four or five days. What does your daily food intake look like? Oh, man. I said, and remember, I said food, not beverage. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, gosh, that's a really good question. And, and, and you know, Expo's a little bit of a different animal because there are it some is. options. Um, but, yeah, it's it's generally not good, right? Um, right. Yeah, um, I, I, my big thing is I try to do a pretty good and big breakfast. I like breakfast anyway. And so I'll, I'll go pretty big on the breakfast knowing that lunch will be whatever it will be in hopes that I can make it to dinner and have a decent dinner. So yeah, uh, I, I, those folks who are suppliers and live that on a regular basis, I, that's, that's tough. I, I can't, a, can't definitely imagine. Definitely a tough one, Pat. Yeah, so my go-to, I'm terrible at the trade shows. I will 
uh, generally have a cliff bar in the morning. Okay. I will generally have a cliff bar in my backpack that I will eat at some point of my choosing during the day. All right, that's good. And then, like the glutton I am, <laughs> I will gorge myself on whatever dinner is available to me at night. Okay. And that's terrible. So I end up, I'm, I'm like starving all day. Yeah. You're walking, goodness knows how many miles a day, and you're you're burning a lot of calories, having conversations, and you're on, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And then by about four o'clock, I'm so hungry, and there's every once in a while, I'll walk by the little uh, sundries shop, and there's a can of Pringles that's going, Bill, <laughs> Bill, I'm so tasty. <laughs> Yeah. So, no, that's and, and every once in a while I'll I'll break down and do it. And then I'll just kill an entire tennis can full of Pringles that cost like nineteen dollars because it's from right. Vegas, right? And I hate doing that. I gotta figure out a better way to manage my trade show food intake. Yeah, maybe that's something that the 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 audience of Unscripted can give us some tips, right? Give us some better That would be great. Yeah, better ways to because because once I get super hungry, I struggle to concentrate. So right. So I actually need to eat like some kind of lunch during the day. Otherwise, I might as well just go to the room because I'm not hearing anything anybody's saying. Yeah. Well, I know we're getting fairly close to the end of our time, and I'm gonna. I know I would normally throw it back to you for another topic. This interruption means I'm completely not going to do that. <laughs> so, Kirby, you are creeping dangerously close to a milestone oh, that's right. for Delivering Marketing Joy. Yes, that's you are, And if people in the audience aren't familiar with Delivering Marketing Joy, it's a weekly uh, video interview, usually anywhere between 10 and 15 minutes with uh, marketers in the industry, outside the industry, and, and so on and so forth. And Kirby does this every Wednesday, released every Wednesday, regardless of what's going on. And you are creeping up to episode number 100. Correct. Which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited. And that's going to be released, is it next week? Yeah, next week, actually. Uh, wow. So, so this week, by the time this airs, number 99 will have uh, been out on the interwebs. And so number okay. 100 will be next week. So I'm very, very excited about that. And you're not going to give anybody a sneak preview on that, are you? You know, I, I've been going back and forth, Bill. It, it, it's Part of me wants to tell, right? Um, and then part of me like wants to there to be a big reveal. So I don't know. What do you think? Well, well, here's here, I think you may at some point, and I'm not suggesting this is the place to do it, but I think at some point you're going to want to say, okay, I've been leading up to episode 100. Here's the guest. Can't wait for you guys to see the actual interview. Okay. So you think, think I you might get? I think you might get a little more juice that way. So you think personally. I should, should uh, release it now? I don't think so. Okay. okay. I think we will just keep people guessing. But we can't. You know, here's the thing. You can. It's up to you. Yeah. No. I'm just. I mean, I'm thinking. But because here's the thing. By the time we go, this is Friday, which means it'll be going in a couple days. So. So maybe, maybe this is it. Are you, Kirby, are you ready to tell the world and me? Because I don't know. All I know is it's not me. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not you. Are you ready to tell the world? that your episode 100 guest is none other than Edward Van Halen. Are you ready to tell the audience that right now? <laughs> He's a guitar player, right? I'm f um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's not funny <laughs> it's, at all. It's, it's, it's actually pretty funny. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll share who it is. Okay, here we go. Episode 100, Kirby. 
Who's your guest? Mr. Seth Godin. No way! <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited. Seth, uh, wow. yeah, Seth agreed to, to be on the show and um, after asking a lot. Um, and so, yeah, he was gracious enough to do it. And so, yeah, he, uh, we, wow. I, I got a chance to ask him a bunch of questions. So it was really cool. Wow, I can't wait. Uh, I'll speak for everybody listening. I can't wait to see that one. That is a that's a huge score for you, Kirby. Well done. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I think you know. Again, I think he is uh, Seth is certainly gracious and, and a great teacher, and he's also um, been a real friend to our industry. Um, and he he, so he has. Well, I don't want to underscore. This is unscripted. Kirby did not know I was going to ask that. I completely ambushed him because if, if you've listened over the past few weeks, he's done a very nice job of ambushing me, and so I just thought I'd return the favor. Absolutely. So, no, I'm, it, you know, I'm, the funny thing is, I've been dying to tell people. So it's it's all good. It's all it's actually recorded in the can, done, and so I'm really really excited for people to watch that one. That's uh, that's outstanding. Kirby, I think we're just about out of time. Yes, sir. Um, so the only thing I'm going to say is, since this is released on Friday, any of our friends who are part of the Georgia Association of Promotional Products Professionals, if you are going to the Winter Showcase on Tuesday, that's uh, Tuesday the 13th, I guess that would be. Is that correct? I'm terrible. Yes, Tuesday the 13th, I'm going to be speaking there on education awesome. uh, for the morning there. So hopefully look forward to seeing everybody there. And again, I would be remiss. If we did not, again, thank our sponsor, Bay State Specialty Company. So if you're looking for those innovative housewares and desk, office, promotional products, healthcare, please do yourself a favor and visit the good people at baystate.com. They'll be happy you did. You'll be happy you did. Your clients will be happy you did. And most importantly, your old pals, own Kirby, will be happy you did because they track this crap. And we need to know. We need to know. Yes, and, and we're all a fan of happy. We are a fan of happy, which, God, that'd be a great book title. Oh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, cool, man. All right, my friend. Well, great, great talking to you as always, and uh, we'll talk to you in a week. See you, buddy. Bye. Once again, thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. As always, brought to you by the good people at Promo Corner's Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals.